Long Life Health presents the Talk Thought Podcast. You're listening to the Talk Thought Podcast, sponsored by Fucking Nothing. for tuning in to the Talkful Podcast, where I'm just thinking out loud, please stop judging me. Um, this episode is going to be a, a, a waffle session. I'm just going to ramble on about this insane, incredible experience that I had last night whilst it's fresh in my head. And from the title, I'm guessing you have an understanding of what that may be. But basically, I took some mushrooms, had a fucking mad five-hour trip, and yeah, I'm just going to waffle on about it and sort of um, recite my experience now, really, just thinking out loud, just sort of review everything, how I felt about everything. And um, in general, if you listen to these episodes, what I find helps is, is if you occupy, if you're sitting there actively listening to it, it's hard to um, grip onto. Whereas if you're doing something and you're listen, listening to it passively, so you're, say, you're cleaning the house or you are walking or going for a run or you're doing something at um, work that doesn't require too much concentration, um, I find it massively helps with the listening experience so that you can um, absorb and retain the information much better. Um, but who the fuck am I to give you advice on how to listen to this podcast? I'm just saying. That's what helps me when I listen to podcasts or audiobooks. But in general. So last night I took uh, Mushroom which is uh, classed as a psychedelic drug. I took a baby dose of 1.5 grams, so it's enough to give you an experience, but not too intense. Um, It'd be wise to introduce why. So essentially, like with most things, you'd have an an association with something, especially drugs, of what that might be. Um, So the word drugs is thrown around everywhere, and you you uh, more than likely attach a stigma towards that as if it's something negative, something bad, like people on the streets doing um, detrimental drugs like heroin and these fucking crazy, insane things. And people on the shroom side of things and something psychedelic, you might relate it to someone in a club taking mushrooms or LSD or doing something like that in an acid rave. And all of them are essentially true. They are... Um, environments and experiences where people decide to take drugs to heighten their experience. I don't really want to go into too much detail why people do it, but the majority of it is social reasons. It's fitting in, oh, I just do that, so I just want to trip balls, I just want to have a trip. But you can medicinally use um, a particular set of drugs to your advantage, and they have many, many benefits. And if you actually step outside the status quo, do some research, delve into the... the um, benefits yourself you understand when you strip it away from the stigmas like let's just get mashed up in a club or let's um you know just sit in a room and get fucked up constantly not really do anything with your life when you remove all that and you understand um especially things like mushrooms and dmt another psychedelic drug it's um incredibly medicinal and people have been doing it for um thousands of years 
and it, um, it grows from the earth. But people have been doing it for thousands of years for the benefits it gives you to your, your ego, your perspective, your, um, yeah, just the way you view life. It's hard to uh, really explain, and I'm not really going to be able to justify it. So it's something you would definitely have to go and pre-research. But this is going to be a review of my experience and um, what I gained from it. So I have done research and I looked into it and I'm not really into doing um, any drugs that don't really serve a, a long-term purpose. That's the whole idea behind long life health. It's got to be, it's got to serve me long, it's got to serve me um, beneficially in the long run and it's got to be practical, it's got to, it's got to give me some sort of purpose and I've got to take some value from it. So some sort of short-term drug like um, cocaine or something like that does not, um, excite me or do it for me and it really has no positive benefit then I imagine getting some sort of buzz or something for a couple of hours um, however a psychedelic drug for example can give you an experience that you come away uh, see, it's very difficult to explain but more enlightened a it's a really a massive, intense life lesson that you can learn about yourself. And I'm never going to be able to pull it into words what the experience is. You'd have to, those that have done it would understand, but it, it just pulls you out of the perspective you're so used to, what you class as reality, puts a different one in front of you, and you learn a lot about yourself. So you learn, it checks your ego in a way that, so... Again, ego is something you probably associate as someone that's like arrogant or egotistical. Essentially, ego is your, the identity of yourself, how you identify yourself. So my ego would be me, I'm Charlie Walker, but strip yourself out of your ego, I'm something much bigger and greater, just like everyone else is, having, experience, have, having an experience as Charlie Walker. Um, and your ego can be a big, big enemy, and it can get in the way of a lot of things. So anything, anytime anyone threatens something to do with your identity, so that can be your beliefs, your, your image, anything that you latch onto as that's what defines you as a person, anyone that threatens that, if you have an unhealthy ego, you immediately get defensive because you want to defend that. So if someone disagrees with something you say, if your ego is not in a good place, then... That's, uh, for me, it's an extremely unhealthy thing because if someone's disagreeing with you or someone's correcting you on something and you become offended, um, rather than take on that newfound information for the better, for your purpose, for your practical, beneficial purpose, if you're just taking that as an insult, you've got an ego problem because you're letting something threaten your identity, which is a misillusion. Nothing's threatening your identity. It's just... Uh, a perception you have and you've got to learn that you can't take these things personally you cannot take these um, experiences personally especially if someone's correcting you or disagreeing with you it comes in many other forms where ego gets in the way um, and you can hold yourself back by thinking uh, maybe I'm too good for one thing or I can't do this I can't do that again it's it's incredibly difficult to explain. Um, but basically, essentially, what um, 
uh, mushrooms did for me was it puts you into the uh, it puts you into this mental frame in this physical state of you're in control, so you can walk and you're in control of your actions and everything. But you you're just having fucking psychedelic experiences, so you're seeing things, and you're in and out. You lose concept of time, so you're you understand how um. You get, I, for me, I got a really good understanding of how my body works, so it become a heightened experience for all my senses. So, <clears throat> a good way to relate to it is if you've ever tried to meditate and you sit there and you try and just to focus on one thing, you'll realise how how difficult it is. It sounds easy. Sit there and focus on one thing for an extended period of time. When you become in tune and aware of what happens in your brain, your thoughts, you'll realise you, you, your mind just drifts, it's active all the time and it's going, uh, it's rapid, especially someone like me who's got a sort of an uh, incredibly racing mind, like it allows me to be creative and there's many benefits to that but when you want to switch off it's incredibly hard to do and if you sit there and meditate you understand. Um, so for me, what adding mushrooms to it does, it intunes you with the fact of how um, rather than just your thoughts um, racing and going from one thought to the other when you're trying to focus on one thing in something like meditation, you notice your mind comes in and out of reality because you're on this psychedelic drug and you don't have control over your visuals. You don't really have, um, as I say, you can control, you can walk, you, you totally in charge of what you're doing, but it's sort of like being drunk. You lose some sort of motor function and it's humbling to know that, uh, I suppose it, it gives you an out-of-body experience. So it's not, not everything about your body you're in control of. And you start to realise that you're massively influenced and manipulated by the hormones and the chemicals inside your body. Essentially, you are drugs. You are drugs. Um, there's an interesting podcast I listened to on the Joe Rogan podcast the other day with a guy called Dennis McKenna. And he was saying that um, people that say, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't take drugs, I'm, I'm proud to not take drugs, etc., etc., and all this bullshit. Drugs work, but because you are drugs, you're made up of drugs. They are just chemicals already in your body. And by taking a concentrated form of that one chemical, it gives you a heightened experience. So for something like MDMA will give you... Um, so you have dopamine in your system and you experience small doses of dopamine when you are happy or you're enjoying something. You've bought something new. You're listening to a good song, etc., etc. You're in a... Uh, a uh, good relationship with someone. That's small doses of dopamine when you feel good. Just taking uh, dopamine as a drug, a concentrated form, you've, you've basically supplemented it. So you flood your body with all the dopamine in your system and you just experience uh, a, a chemical imbalance for an, a period of time, a few hours, where you just feel the happiest fucker alive but just unfortunately, obviously, you come out with a uh, what they call a come down, where obviously that sudden drop, you've depleted all your dopamine, then you feel a bit shitty, then it takes a while for it to rebalance to normality. And obviously, if you abuse that drug, that's when it starts to become a problem when you abuse these drugs because people start to um, 
not create dopamine and etc naturally they always go for substance this is where it becomes like um, substance abuse you're constantly going for that external source when really you should um, find uh, it intrinsically intrinsically the majority of the time but with something like mushrooms having that experience um, every once in a while to reflect and pull yourself out of your perspective if you ever feel like you're in a rut or um, you can't quite get a grip of something in your life, something that's um, sort of baffling you at that moment in time in your life. Doing something like that can... Damn, it's so fucking hard to explain, but it can give you a, uh, a different perspective, sort of like the reason I went to Spain earlier this year was to get a different perspective. And obviously what that does, essentially, it puts you in a different environment and it gives you... Uh, it pulls you out of your routine, your cycle, so you, you begin to think differently, like the environment affects, you become a, uh, a model of your environment, the environment affects how you think, ultimately gives you a different perspective, which is incredibly important if you're trying to be creative, find new ways of thinking and, and constantly self-improve. Um, what drugs can do, what something like mushrooms can do and a psychedelic drug is give you a, the most intense, insane experience you will ever have um, in a shortcut, in a matter of uh, half an hour to digest some mushrooms. Um, so you don't have to travel. You can, you can be wherever you want. Obviously, the environment affects your trip, your experience. But uh, essentially, you're taking these things and they can give you that, that out-of-body experience, that perspective, that um, reflection on life. And that's what I felt... Um, as it was kicking in. So we sat on this bench and you realise you're going in and out of presence and then you become... So what you're trying to do when you're meditating, for example, is be present in the moment. That's the key to forgetting about all your problems because you realise a lot of the problems in your head are negative thought patterns that are spiralling downwards because you're anxious about things that aren't happening or what if this might happen what if this happens what if that what if that just fear of everything and what highly enlightened people benefit from is being in the present moment so you might see spiritualist monks like make take like 15 20 minutes just to make a tea and everything's got to be perfect about it and their gardens they're raking these stones in perfect symmetrical lines it's all to do just with insane focus on one thing at a time to make you live in the present moment. And when you live in the present moment, everything else switch off. Everything else switches off. So you become calm, content, serene, serenity. That's obviously a component in my philosophy. You forget about the anxieties. And um, that's what drugs allows you to do. It's sort of, uh, it's, it's essentially cheating doing that. You can find ways of doing it. Obviously, years and years of practice, learning to switch off. But, um, What's practical? For me, I'm looking for practicality as well. I want to find that intrinsically so I can do that. But I also want to um, accelerate my progress and my self-improvement by taking um, medicinal properties like mushrooms. Fuck all the stigmas and everything and the um, stereotypes about it. Do it in the right environment with the right people under the right circumstances for the right reasons. Be ready for it. Be um, open and set everything in place um, correctly, not just I want to I get fucked up and you can take 
many, many benefits from it. And one thing I learned is that, uh, so as we sat on this bench, we was having, I recorded actually some of it, which I doubt I'll upload, but um, you realise you come in and out of where you are now. So you become very present and then you come back to where you are. Like, oh, we're sat on this bench. Yeah, like we're, we're doing this, we're tripping and this, the grass and everything in front of us looked like it was um, moving and waving and like a river. It essentially looked like the ocean, like waves coming in and out. And it was just just a green just in front of us. It's crazy. Um, but then you realise, uh, so the thing with anxiety, what I took from that one moment in particular was... Uh, it's, uh, you become aware, like, it doesn't really matter what anyone fucking thinks of, of you. And when you, I had that present moment. So I was in that present moment, that's all that matters. And it, it, it was very, very clear. I felt it so strongly, and I'm not going to be able to pull it into words or justify it, but I will do my best. That no, what no one thinks or what you do doesn't really matter. The only thing that does matter is the moment you're in. And when uh, you actually feel that and you're in it, it's, uh, it's liberating. You feel this sense of freedom. It's fucking incredible. Um, and I talk about that all the time, obviously. I talk about that all the time in presence. and um, It's a big part of um, my work and my practices. But it takes time and practice and effort to achieve. And what the um, mushrooms gave me was, was the ability to do that. And understand that, like, oh shit, anxiety is such a like an illusion of something that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Um, so, that's, so that's one thing I took from it. I haven't actually properly, this is the first time I properly reviewed it. So I, I did them last night. Didn't really get much sleep. I've been up, been up for a few hours. Sort of um, sat down for a bit. And this is me basically blurting out, opening up the first time reviewing it. So I'm going to stumble across some some remembrances, I'm going to remember some things. And one thing I remember was we had to, I felt like I couldn't move from this bench for a start, I felt, because it relaxes your muscles. When you understand um, science and physiology, you understand what's actually happening. So your body's metabolising this um, psilocybin, that's essentially the chemical in the mushrooms, and uh, it's relaxing your muscles. And a lot of the blood flow is going to your brain, which never happens before. It, it, and it lights up and awakens parts of your brain that are really never really awake and it's um it's incredible so some you feel really heavy and your muscles are so relaxed and it's great so obviously me sat on that bench i didn't feel like i could get up but we did get up and it's fine and you notice you walk a bit and you like as if you're you've had a few drinks you've had a few beers um yeah, but you're perfectly fine with it. So we got up and walked, started to, because we was in this little cove on this bench in this um, forest area, and uh, started heading towards light. And then the experience, where you are in your environment determines the experience you're having. So as we walked to the fields, and we walked towards this park, and we started heading towards more light and um, like cars driving past, it was insane. And the only... Uh, the visuals I got as we walked to this um, other field was like the video on the blue and yellow purple hills video of Eminem. Um, I don't know, what, I can't remember what the song's actually called. Uh, but all this grass was like waving and it was turning 
purple and red. It was pretty fucking insane. But we started moving towards, um, yeah, we were so disorientated in this field. And uh, we was laughing, you have, because um, we only did a baby dose. It wasn't too intense. We could still move around and function. I imagine if you took uh, what they call a heroic dose, if you took something like five grams, I don't think you would be able to function that well and you'd have to be in like a nice seated environment with some sort of stimulus around you. But we're walking and we're going through this field disorientated as you could ever imagine. Um, and then we reach this path and we're walking down this path where these uh, uh, trees are. So these trees, um, what I think are white, white, sort of white, leaves and flowers on the end of this, these trees. And as the light shining off them, it looked um, amazing. It looked so insane and vivid. Something from like the movie Avatar. It looked so insane. And we was in these trees and we're like, this is, this is crazy. And we was walking through it. And then, um, so we had that experience moving and we realized we had to keep moving, keep walking, keep experiencing everything coming in and out of these waves and um, shits and giggles and so we carried on walking and we walked, um, again, we had no perception of time. We didn't really know what was going on. And we walked for uh, a good four hours, a good four hours. And I'd say we walked six miles, maybe, something like that, maybe six miles. But we're walking down this path and everything on the path was, uh, was an incredible part of the trip and the journey and the experience. And... Um, what was really funny was if, if you stumbled across something normal, it would, um, it would give you this sobering thought, like, oh, yeah, there's, there's reality. Norm, normal shit is happening. There's normal stuff. And a couple experiences we had on the walk was, um, and this would have been creepy just walking home from work normally. It was so weird. And to obviously being on mushrooms made this really such a strange experience. And in a distance, we see this, uh, this, this old lady on the path. And I'm obviously second guessing, thinking, am I tripping balls here and seeing this old lady, like hunchbacked, sort of like uh, the woman off Monsters, Inc. Like, I'm watching you, Wazowski, always. That, that woman essentially was at the, at, on the path we was walking and we was heading towards. Um, <clears throat> and she, uh, she stopped. She stopped about, I'd say, 50 yards or something ahead. And we're walking towards her like, what the fuck's going on? So it would have been weird on a normal experience. But because we was on these uh, mushrooms, we was, um, yeah, fuck, your mind's just in a uh, different realm. So you, you don't really know what to take on it. So we sort of walked towards her. And as we walked around her, she sort of stopped and she looked so scary. She had like this scary old lady face and she had stopped in her tracks in the middle of the path. And uh, I said, I addressed her. I was like, how are you doing, madam? You okay? Like, well, or something like that. Something really polite. Like, how are you, madam? And she, uh, she sounded like, yeah, mate, you. Like, the, you would not expect that voice. So it was so trippy. Again, I won't be able to put it in words, but it was so trippy to come across that weird experience 
in normality whilst being on mushrooms. Um, and we carried on anyway, walking. And um, it really brings out your character. That's what I found as well. It really brings out your characteristics. And I, what I found with the um, friend I did it with, he's a really scatty, animated character. And I'm very reductive and rational and I try and put um, definitions on everything. That's another thing I learned about myself. It just heightened that. I became a, a walking example of how my brain works. I was trying to rationalise everything and define everything. This is happening because of this. I was trying to put logic to everything. Where, whereas my friend was more scatty, having this experience in and out, just sort of laughing and... Uh, yeah, and I was very much more grounded. I very, I was very aware of that. Although we was living in this different experience for, you know, four or five hours, that there's still a real world going on around us. And one thing that he uh, wanted to do, something incredibly normal, go in and have a toilet somewhere or go in and grab something from... So we walked past this uh, restaurant and... Um, both dying for a toilet, both dying for a wee. And for us, it's just like, we'll go in and have a wee, that's normal. Uh, so that thought enters your head, but I like quickly very much ground the fact there's no way we can walk into a public restaurant off our faces under the influence on a psychedelic drug because it seems so normal for us just to go in for a toilet. But it would. I was saying to... Um, my friend, that it'd be something that would end up in the local paper the next day for them because it's so out of their reality, someone looking so scatty, wandering around, going to the toilet, wandering out. And that short trip that should take no longer than two minutes would have been a good 10-minute journey because you'd just get caught up by the environment. So the same things happened when we walked past uh, this garage. So my friend was like, I'm going to go in and get some mixed nuts. And I was like, there's no way you can go in there. Like, it crosses your mind, yeah, why not? And then you go, no, what the fuck? There's no way you can go in there with the experience we're having and just to get something so simple. Because you'd walk in and everything around you, you'd get caught down an aisle and a bag of crisps would take you into a different sort of dimension. It'll, you'd start... You'd be so distracted and overwhelmed by the stuff. Just walking down aisles... That's something simple you wouldn't be able to do it. You wouldn't even probably make it to the till because you would forget why you was in there. Um, again, I really don't know how this is um, translating and I really hope it makes sense, but I don't think it really has to. Again, I'm just thinking out loud my experience. But So we did that anyway, carried on walking um, and had a mad trip for four or five hours. And... Um, giggling and we was just anything you did within um, the experience was um, a way of understanding something differently so what I mean is I had these these crisps in my bag so I was walking around with this bag and we was like oh should we try eating something see how that goes like just try um you know having a crisp and you're just so in and out of weird mind frames. And my friend ate this crisp and he was like, oh, it's not working. And for some reason, we just found that hilarious. Like, I don't know what, what we expected this crisp to do. 
but the way he was like, oh, it's not working. I like, expected it to fix something or give him some sort of relief from something. And uh, I shit you not, we was cracking up, wetting ourselves for about five minutes afterwards. Um, insane, guttural laughter. Um, so overall, it was really just a, uh, a lovely experience. And again, it was a baby dose, so it was a good um, introduction. And for me, I don't feel like um, I have to do that again anytime soon. I took what I wanted. I feel like I've got to go away. And it sounds like cliche and a bit like um, cringy, but you know when it's time to do it again. So I knew the stage I was at within my own self-development and my life that I needed that um, alternative experience. And now that I've got that, I feel like I can move forward, take what I've learned from it, that I won't be able to put in words in this podcast, and I really wish I could. Um, and maybe over the next few days and next few weeks, I can reflect on it more as I discuss it more. I can put more sense to the experience. But right now, I've got what I wanted, and I feel like I won't really need to do that till it feels right again, until I want that experience again, until I need, until I need that other breakthrough. So that's what it gave for me. An out-of-body perspective, a, the ability to live in the moment, to experience some incredible visuals, to ask some questions like, are we... Um, and it's incredi- incredibly deep, really, really deep. Even as the fact of when you um, look into the nature of reality and the fact of you can only... Your body is basically a computer making sense of the reality around you. We only perceive colours as colours because our brain tells them that that's black, that's red. But someone else is experiencing a different reality if they're colourblind. When you understand, when you look into just the, and you research the nature of reality and you understand, we're so restricted by the senses. I think the um, electromagnetic spectrum is only point. 0.05% or something of everything. So that's um, the complete electromagnetic spectrum. It's 0.005% of everything we know. And then we can only see with the um, restrictive senses of our body, so uh, sight, hearing, visuals, touch, everything, all the senses, we can only see 0.034% or something like that. I don't know if they're the exact numbers, but it's close to that. So that's nothing. Not even 1% of whatever reality is we cannot see. And we know that because we know Wi-Fi exists and Bluetooth, but we can't see them waves because they're outside visible light. But we know they're there. So then the question is, what else... What is everything else? And what is um, a psychedelic drug doing? Is it giving you the ability to see what's um, actually real? Like the waves we saw on the grass, is that happening all the time? I mean, is that, is that reality? And what is reality? And it asks all these interesting questions, uh, conversations I'd love to have and sit down for hours and discuss with people and have people on the podcast and talk about. But it's all incredibly... Um, stuff that intrigues me massively. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really what 
I took from you, the experience. There are parts. So if there's any, um, you know, you're told in school, oh, you take these, you feel like your orange is an arm and you want to peel your skin off and all these stereotypes. It's all, it's all bullshit. And you can look into like conspiracy theories, the fact that people really like um, power and higher governments or whatever, like control systems don't want you to take these because they pull you out your perspective of reality and you realise, shit, there's something so much more than this. And then you start to become, um, I suppose, disobedient and they have less control over people. And when you get into that sort of area of field, you can dissect and sort of analyse that theory. But really, like, I didn't really take anything negative from it. There's parts, which is what the ego check is, what checks you as an ego and makes you think like, right, really, you're... You're nothing. You're, you're not Charlie Walker. This It's easy to get caught up in ideas. Like, I'm really good at this. I'm really good at that. I'm really, and there's probably some substance and some truth to some statements. Like, I'm really good at X, Y, and Z, which may be true. But really, um, how it checks your ego is, it's just very humbling because there there's bouts of, shit, I'm, I can't control this wave of thoughts that's going on right now. It's... It's so difficult to me for me to put into words, but you you become yeah aware of oh, I can't even put it into words. I apologise if this is sort of a um, a rambling, an inefficient ramble, but I can't put into words what it is. But there's bouts of anxiety that come like, whoa, because like, your brain is trying to process everything. Your brain's trying to process it. Even like when I talk about cold showers, if you become a, very aware of your thoughts, you'll know your brain does a lot to, to sort of keep you safe and keep you comfortable. Um, but to develop, we, like, it's no secret, you have to step out of your comfort zone. And um, so with a cold shower, your brain goes, don't get in that cold water. What are you doing? Do not get in that cold water. Don't get in that cold bath. you stupid. Like, stay in the warm. Um, but you've got to bypass them thoughts. And the bouts of anxiety going, whoa, like, um, what's this? Are you okay? Like, um, we're out of control now. Oh, your body feels heavy. You feel a bit um, weak, nauseous. And your body starts to, your brain starts to put, um, like, basically, essentially a diagnosis on it, like, oh, this is something to worry about, but then you've got to rationalise and go, no, this is, this is all normal. This is all fine. This is just metabolising. These are the effects. Um, so really, when people have bad trips, I think the only, uh, the way I define it was, if people don't let that happen, you have to let go. You have to learn to let go and go with it and understand what is happening. Because if there's any confusion... That's why if you go into it very uneducated and you just take it in a club, you can trip balls and shit yourself up and have the worst trip. And because you can't escape it, it must be absolutely terrifying because you can't escape it. But if you're very aware of what's going on, you understand what you're doing the experience for, you, you come to terms with these are the side effects you're going to have, cold, some cold sweats, you're going to feel heavy, you're going to feel dizzy at points, you're going to feel this. But it comes in waves, it's not consistent and it doesn't progressively get worse. And you just ride it out. So I think a bad trip is having too much, getting caught up in the idea, I can't control this, I can't control this, and panicking, which essentially leads to a bad trip. So there is, um, you've definitely got to go into it 
educated, in the right frame of mind, and you've got to be ready mentally. You've got to be ready to deal with, how do you deal with real shit in real life? How do you deal with stress? How do you deal with anxieties? How do you deal with, like I tell myself every day, I do something that um, my brain says, don't do that, don't do that. Even getting up in the morning, or stay in bed, I'm like, no, I've got to get up and make the most of this day. How often do you control your brain? Because if you're going in as someone that gives into comfort all the time, doesn't want to step out of their comfort zone, very uneducated, doesn't um, know really what they want to take from the experience, and then you start having these overwhelming feelings of the psychedelic trip, then it will chew you up and spit you out. That's why it's an ego check, because it uh, essentially... Yeah, it controls you. There's no escaping it. I think... Uh, that's the best way I can put it so far. You cannot escape it. And you realise, oh, like pretty much with everything else in life, if you don't like something, you can move away from it. You can stay in your comfort zone. But when that's happening, there's no escaping. You've got to ride it out and you've got to understand. You've got a, you've got a, a flow of it. You've got to like, uh, bow down to it and go, right, this is happening. I am going with you. Uh, what's the saying? I think the saying's... Um, yeah, if you can't beat them, join them. And if you try and beat them, so if you try and get control of this um, experience, like, and you're panicking, oh, I've got to get shit, like, I don't feel like I can, uh, and all this, you are going to lose. Ten times out of ten, you are going to lose because physiologically, that's what's going on, on in your body. You're metabolising this psil- psil- psilocybin chemical. So you've got to ride it out. Um, but other than that, it was nothing but a positive experience for me. I learnt loads. And on the, it's a very gradual, it comes out and it comes out your system very gradually. And you start to realise when you take something in, intense like that, you realise how your body metabolises anything. Absolutely anything, even food. Obviously it has less of effect, you're not fucking seeing visuals and you don't get overwhelming physical feelings. But how something, you fit, almost feel it past your gut lining, start to go into your, I imagine, your liver and start to process and digest to get into your bloodstream, you feel that and it comes in waves and it's sort of like drip feeding. And um, it's, re- it's really insightful to get a good idea how sh- shit goes into your body. But for me, yeah, it was, it, was, it was nothing but positive. I took and I learned a lot from it. And yeah, that's what I was saying. I was saying, um, so I got home and the, the strongest effect has wore off, but I'm still, obviously, it's in my system, but it's very mild. So what happened in that stage is I'm just sort of lying there in bed listening to um, a podcast. I really felt, felt like I had a massively clear understanding of everything that I knew was going to happen. I sort of wake up this morning and I can't harness that mind frame again. I can't harness that mindset. It's incredibly difficult. That's why I'm looking into microdosing. Not enough to have an experience that I had last night with a minuscule dose that gives me what I had last night on the, on the very last, um, as it's coming out your system. Uh, the ability to just to think very clearly, to see um, images in your head very vividly, to have a um, really, really clear insight towards anything. And... It's going to sound so fucking stupid, but last night, the perspective I was in, 
as it was sort of coming out my system, I really felt like I understood everything about um, life. And as fucking stupid as that sounds, and I know that's not true. I don't know. I know I don't understand everything about it. But in that time, everything I had an understanding of, I had an awareness of. I re- I was really in tune with. It's really hard to hard to describe, but. As for all the, um, yeah, to conclude, as for all the sort of the stereotypes and don't do these and they're bad and shit like that, do some research and look into it and you'll realise people have been doing this. And they call it medicine, healing. It's um, when you're feeling anxious and you're feeling stressed and like you're having mental issues. I mean, it's picking up so much momentum now online. Uh, stuff like mushrooms and microdosing and these psychedelic drugs can remove depression and anxiety and everything because they give you that perspective that's so difficult to get and it takes time and time and time. And if you're in an anxious or depressed frame of mind, you're reluctant to start making movements in the positive direction. So taking something like this under the right circumstances, there's special places you can go and you can have this experience and you can come out a better person. You cry it out, who knows what experience you're going to have, but you get it all out of your system and you... You come out the other side more enlightened, I suppose. But as for all the stigmas do this, and you can definitely have bad trips. You can, ha- you can abuse it. Yeah, you can take it too much. You can have too much, and all that bullshit can happen. But to cut it off and restrict it is um, insane, because who the fuck even... There's many, many different arguments and like viewpoints you can take, but even just the fact, who the fuck is anyone to tell you what you can and can't do to your body, your own body, your own vessel? And when you understand, when you take mushrooms, you understand like, yeah, like, how the fuck can anyone tell me not to have this experience? If you have a bad one, that's on you. If you have a good one, that's on you. But why wouldn't you want to have, for me, again, it's a massively beneficial, positive experience I've come out the other side with. Why would I not want to have that? And it causes, it's not something like cocaine that will fuck up your your system inside. There's almost, as far as I'm aware, no negative side effects. No physical side effects. I'm not like... um, I'm not on any sort of come down today. I feel great today. I feel really good and insightful. I just can't put into words the experience that much. Like, but it just makes you think, like, what the fuck? What is this? What's the issue with people exploring this? And um, I don't think it's as simple as take some mushrooms and you'll realise what life is. You'll understand the world. It will heal the world. But being open to these things to pull yourself out of the reality that's so, so intensely um, pressed upon people, your everyday people, this is reality. Watch fucking TOWIE, live a nine-to-five job, do all this bullshit, you have to earn money, you've got to pay your fucking taxes, you've got to do all this bullshit. Right, there's minuscule truth in there. But the rest of it is just a fucking illusion. Just like anything else. And you can spend years and years and years trying to understand that. 
Um, and it might just take one thing. It might take one thing for you to realise, oh, shit, I've, I've been lied to. There's so much misleading information out there. Um, that could be something to do with nutrition, something to do with... Um, uh, so you find out some dark secrets about a certain company. But anything that gives you an insight of, oh, I thought so strongly about this because I've been told... Um, one way, I was taught it in school, surely it's right, surely this, surely that, the status quo, everyone else believes it. As soon as one thing breaks you out of that, so even the fact fat doesn't make you fat, sugar will make you fat. Something smaller at, something you've been told fat makes you fat, when you become aware of that, oh shit, it's not. It opens you up almost instantaneously to new ideas like not everything is what I think it is. And when you start exploring and delving deep, and you've got to, again, you've got to be objective. You can't let things become... Um, you can't be a, a subjective son of a bitch to everything. Like, I believe in this all now. I believe in every single conspiracy theory out there, etc. You've got to be objective all the time. Observe the situation in front of you and make what you will from it. And don't really give a fuck about what anyone says, but be open to everyone's criticism, everyone's advice, everyone's opinions... The worst opinions are the good opinions. But just be less tolerant to the ones that are bullshit and you know you can see through and that every, these transparent people that you know egos in the way and you know um, they're coming from, yeah, they've got a subjective standpoint so they believe something because of a certain bias. Uh, anything like that is good. It's just opening your mind and for me... That's, I had that anyway, but mushrooms gave me an experience I would never, never, ever be able to get um, physically. So it was incredible. I'm not going to say, yeah, I recommend anyone go and do it. Do it if it feels right. Listen to what I've said in this episode. And if it sounds like something um, that feels right to you, go and explore it. But go and do loads of research, listen to other people, um, delve into the area of psych psychedelics look at the momentum it's picking up online at the moment as a um, clinical um, therapy now you know as I said treating anxiety and depression etc rather than and again everything for me is so um, clear cut and simple I just think why the fuck would you not want to take some of that out which almost has no done in the right experience obviously all the time under the right circumstance, circumstances has the um, has no negative side effects and you come out enlightened, enlightened with a, a newfound experience and if it can remove anxiety and depression, why wouldn't you want to take that but you'd want, you'd, you know, the shit that people were taking in mass amounts. I would say a higher percentage, almost a majority of percentage of people, are, I'm sure that wouldn't be too inaccurate to say, are on some sort of anti-anxiety uh, medication, some sort of medication that ultimately goes into your system and fucks you up and you're reliant on and now you're dependent on these substances that the um, essentially the system, the medical community um, at least by the status quo are supplying you, so like depression um, tablets will fuck you up why would you it's just simple for me. It's the way I feel about it anyway. But um, I think I'm pretty much rambled out. If you made it to the end of this episode, leave me a comment or something. Let me know your thoughts on it. 
Um, I don't really know. I, to be honest, I don't really give a fuck. I don't really know the laws on it. I don't know whether this episode would get taken down or something. I very much doubt, again, I very much doubt it, but I don't think anyone really gives a fuck. I think this would just be an interesting episode for anyone that did <clears throat> make it to the end to listen to. But if you did and you're listening to this now, please do acknowledge this episode in one way and let me know what your thoughts are on this. Because um, I'd be interested to know. But either way, I, I just do this and it helps me and I speak out loud, obviously record it, upload it, put it into con- content. It's a great way to find self-reflection again and express myself. But that was my experience. I hope that was at least an entertaining story. I have no association with what I've just said, if that's made sense to anyone um, that ha- can't relate to the experience. But... Look at the context, I suppose, not the content as much if you're struggling, struggling to understand it. Um, and if you're someone that listens regularly, I'm sure I'll mention it in future episodes and I'll touch on it and I'll get more of a grip on what actually happened and be able to um, communicate with some sort of dialogue how the experience continues to benefit me. Oh, but that's pretty much it. That was my experience. More episodes on. I am determined to do the rest of the breakdown series on my um, his philosophy. I'm moving into the mental health section of my book, um, which I'm taking my time on. I'm not rushing. I've got no deadlines from. Definitely got no deadlines from any publishers or anything. So I'm just taking my time with it. And I want to make it the best piece of work I can make it for anyone that's eager to read it, which I, I hope there's someone out there. But anyway, thanks for listening. If, if you did make it this, this long, um, as I say, acknowledge this in any way, shape or form. Just like it or something at the end. Um, just so I know that someone's listening, I'll be interested to know anyone's opinion on it. Either way, enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you're doing. And uh, I'll see you on the other side. Safe.